success like a modern correspondence course. It's not a man's working hours that are important. It's his leisure hours. That's the mistake we all make. Take yourself now. You're getting on. You'll be wanting to get out of things, to take things easy. What are you going to do then with your leisure hours? Poirot was ready with his reply. I am going to attend, seriously, to the cultivation of vegetable marrows. Dr. Burton was taken aback. Vegetable marrows? What do you mean? What, those great swollen green things, the taste of water? Ah, Poirot spoke enthusiastically, but that is the whole point of it. They need not a taste of water. Oh, I know, sprinkle them with cheese or minced onion or white sauce. No, 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 you are in error. It is my idea that the actual flavor of the marrow itself can be improved. It can be given, he screwed up his eyes, a bouquet. Good God, man, it's not a claret. The word bouquet reminded Dr. Burton of the glass at his elbow. He sipped and savoured. Very good wine, this. Very sound, yes. His head nodded in approbation. But this vegetable marrow business, you're not serious. You don't mean, he spoke in lively horror, that that you're actually going to... Stoop. His hands descended in sympathetic horror on his own plump stomach. Stoop and fork dung on the things and feed him with strands of wool dipped in water and all the rest of it. You seem, Poirot said, to be well acquainted with the culture of the marrow. I've seen gardeners doing it when I've been staying in the country, but seriously, Poirot, what a hobby. Compare that to... Uh, his voice sank to an appreciative purr. An easy chair, in front of a wood fire, in a long, low room lined with books. Must be a long room, not a square one. Books all round one, a glass of port, and a book open in your hand. Time rolls back as you read, he quoted sonorously. Met or outer, Kubernetes, inni or inopir, ponto. Nea sen, ithune, erex thominen, anemoise. He translated. By skill again, the pilot on the wine-dark sea straightens the swift ship buffeted by the winds. Of course, you could never really get the spirit of the original. For the moment, in his enthusiasm, he had forgotten Poirot. And Poirot, watching him, felt suddenly a doubt, an uncomfortable twinge, Was there here something that he had missed, some richness of the spirit? Sadness crept over him. Yes, he should have become acquainted with the classics, long ago. Now, alas, it was too late. Dr. Burton interrupted his melancholy. Do you mean that you're really thinking of retiring? Yes, the other chuckled. (laughs) You won't. But I assure you, you won't be able to do it, man. You're too interested in your work. No, indeed, I make all the arrangements. A few more cases, specially selected ones. Not, you understand, everything that presents itself. Just uh, problems that have a personal appeal. Dr. Burton grinned. (laughs) That's the way of it. Just a case or two, just one case more, and so on. The prima donna's farewell performance won't be in it with yours, Poirot. He chuckled and rose slowly to his feet an amiable, white-haired gnome. "'Yours aren't the labours of Hercules,' he said. "'Yours are labours of love. 
You'll see if I'm not right. Bet you that in twelve months' time you'll still be here, and vegetable marrows will still be, he shuddered, merely marrows. Taking leave of his host, Dr. Burton left the severe rectangular room. He passes out of these pages, not to return to them. We are concerned only with what he left behind him, which was an idea. For after his departure, Hercule Poirot sat down again, and slowly, like a man in a dream, he murmured, The labours of Hercules. Mais oui, c'est une idée ça. The following day saw Hercule Poirot perusing a large calf-bound volume and other slimmer works with occasional harried glances at various typewritten slips of paper. His secretary, Miss Lemon, had been detailed to collect information.